Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, Soma, Psyche, and Soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche, and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach training certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. So hello everyone. Today I have a pleasure of talking with Shulamit Beleftov. Who, who works with one-to-one -one female business owners, supporting their mental and emotional well-being as business owners. Hello, Shulamit. Hey, Anita. So good to be together again. Oh, thank you for joining me here. Uh, so we've known each other for a very long time, and we've just been talking about this, and I think it's it's about seven years ago that we first started having conversations about business, being a woman business owner, the impact of business on mental health. Both of us are really, um, you know, self-employed business owners, yeah. uh, and we both know how challenging it can be um, for our well-being, for our mental health. And this is the kind of work that you do uh, with your female clients. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit, how did you end up doing what you're doing how did you end up working in this way with female business owners sure because in 2015 this wasn't what I was doing <laughs> mm, yeah. and you doing this what you're doing now either yeah so you know uh when I came out of school with my master's degree I knew that I needed a sustainable business and I knew that I needed to take business training so I started hanging out and this is how we met in one of the mastermind or was it a mastermind or whatever? Anyway, a business training program we met and I took a number since then uh, and worked with a coach and, you know, have been networking and as a therapist running a business, talking to other business owners and they would, because I was a therapist, sort of let me know in a way that maybe they wouldn't tell other folks how difficult it was to run a business, how, how isolated they felt, how they felt like nobody got what they were going through. And I was experiencing at the same time, also the emotional ups and downs and for myself of running a business. And at some point I kind of, my business mind and my therapist mind kind of bumped into one another. And, and I went, oh, there needs to be somebody who can provide emotional who can provide support around the emotional side of running a business and that's how the entrepreneur's therapist was born 
Mm, I love that. I, I think this is, you know, anybody who has run their own business knows how much it takes a toll on your mind, on the way that you, um, whether you believe in yourself, whether you doubt yourself, um, you know, every time you launch something or you try to sell a product or get some clients and it doesn't go right, uh, or in the way that you want it to, it has real impact on you uh, on a mental and emotional level. That self-doubt. I mean, if I think about how many, for example, yoga teachers or wellness practitioners that I know that have left being self-employed and went back into being, you know, employed uh, by somebody else. Uh, you know, that's a huge amount. I think it's about 20 or 30 females, women, you know, women doing that. And it is very, very sad that it's, it's, I think this is one of the things that it's not um, acknowledged very yeah. often. Like, you know, there is so much of a promise, come and do this thing and be self-employed and build your business. And there are so many business programs out there, but nobody's really talking enough about the impact on the mental health and the lack of sleep or waking up with anxiety in the middle of the night, worrying about how the hell are you going to pay your mortgage or your rent or your bills? Um, you know, working really long hours. Like I know that, you know, when I went, when I left social care <laughs> to be fully self-employed, I worked seven days a week, right. loads more than before. And that's yeah. not something I anticipated. And even though I was doing stuff that I really love, the work that I really love, you know, that exhaustion, that burnout, um, and really not having any freedom or any time to relax, to have downtime, to be with my family, that really had a huge impact on me. It does take a toll. And I remember, I remember, you know, the time when you were reflecting on this and thinking about, wow, how do I want to do things differently? And while this wasn't the case with, with the, what you shared with me, I see it often in my clients where they come to me burnt out, very tired, very depressed or discouraged and blaming themselves for this. Yeah. And for me, that's the consequence of the lack of discussion about this topic. People come and think it's their own problem when really it's a function of the systemic issues that people are facing and also a function of reproducing so many of the ideas of the dominant culture around value, our own value as a human being and around productivity and around what a successful business is. And, you know, it's so important to be aware and reflective when we have our own businesses about how actually we want to do things so that we don't. And I was in a very similar situation to you early on in my business where I was like, hey, wait a minute, I'm working more hours and much harder for much like when I averaged out the money I was getting paid over the hours that I was getting work mm -hmm. that I was working, like I was getting paid much, much less than I would have earned, you know, if I had been in a salaried position. Um, and of course, things have shifted for me significantly over the years because I saw that just like you and started to shift how I relate to myself and my business so that I'm I'm it I'm I'm not reproducing the systems of oppression from the dominant culture in my relationship with myself or my business. And also, of course, I, I'm I'm fortunate that as a therapist, I under a therapist with a systems view, I understood that none of this was my fault. 
Um, but so many people don't see these things and it's so important to talk about them. Yeah, I so agree. I mean, you're speaking my language completely <laughs> and I love it. Um, I, I think this is, you know, this is a big part um, of the kind of when we um, discuss things in the trainings, right. you know, how within the patriarchal society, it's not designed to support women and women's needs. And if if you do have your own business, that doesn't change. Yes, you can try to do things within your business in a different way, but unless you really acknowledge how much of an impact that has on you and your business and your work and your family, you can't really do anything because it's it's like, the way that I always think about this, it's almost like a fish in the water. Mm. We are so submerged in that mm. with so much conditioning over mm. you know, our lifespan, with so much uh, messaging from the media, from the newspapers about that our value comes from our productivity and we are only as valuable as productive we are and it's that very masculine this very hard hustling uh energy that really most women just get really burned out really quickly i mean it's bad for everybody but it's especially bad for women and other members of of, of um underestimated groups right who just being who we are in the world requires such an enormous amount of energy because we face so many barriers right that that we're navigating everything at a deficit just to begin with yeah so i wonder you know how do you um you know, how do you start working with somebody? I'm always really curious about it. So if somebody comes to you and uh, says that they're really struggling with their business and their mental health is impacted and, um, you know, how, how do you start working with somebody um, experiencing those challenges? Well, it, there's there are two aspects to the work that I do. And the first one is, is emotional support. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, although the, uh, the listener might not, when emotions are high, it's very hard to have a holistic view, right? When you're in distress, what you need first and foremost is care for your distress. And so often that's where I start with folks is around their distress, their experience of distress, what's behind their distress and offering them care and offering them support to care for themselves as well. So the way that I would speak to them, they would learn or care for them, treat them. They also learn to extend that same care to themselves. So it's, it's partly the first aspect is focused around the emotions and it's partly emotional support from me and partly skill building for them around emotional self-accompaniment because so many of us just don't know what to do with big emotions or how to be with ourselves certainly before this was my work that's my experience was that I was just overwhelmed by everything emotionally and didn't have the most didn't have really very effective at all coping ways of ways of um caring for myself right they just they alleviated my distress in the moment, but in the long term, created much longer, much more significant problems, right? So that's the first half is the emotional accompaniment. And then often what will happen, and I'm just going to do it now myself, you can see I'm placing my hands on my heart space, and I'm going to take a breath. Mm. So that's the kind of thing, you know, a person will get that kind of experience of like, ah, oh, okay. Okay, like I've sort of set my burdens down, you know, they're, they're not gone, but they're not on my shoulders either. 
And then with that, they have perspective that they can remember who they are, remember their values and make decisions about what it is that's distressing them, get clarity about what's distressing them and make decisions about how they want to address that. And it might be um, really direct business related stuff because although I'm not a coach, as you know, we were just talking about boundaries and work boundaries and, and like a person might need some support around how to manage their time and their productivity in a way that's supportive of their mental health instead of detrimental to it. So while I'm not a business coach, I will provide strategic information around, let's say, time management and productivity in support of their mental and emotional well-being. Or they might, they might need a thought partner to kind of hash out, okay, I have this dilemma it's upsetting me, but I still have to solve the dilemma. Now that I'm clear on what my emotions are and what my needs are in this situation, what am I gonna do about this dilemma in my business? And they um, have me as a thought partner as they solve the problem for themselves. So there's the two sides of the work, right? One is the emotional side and the other is the real, like what the heck am I gonna do in my business side uh, to support my mental and emotional well-being? I love that. I love that. And what I really loved <laughs> is you bringing your hands on your chest and taking a breath. Mm. And that was such a change in pace. Yes. And that's one of the things that, you know, our society is so unkind around. Mm. It's like this, this focus on the faster, bigger, louder, more, 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 and off, on you go. And if you want that emotional support, if you want clarity, you have to slow down. You have to shift the gears. You have to come back within. And, you know, this touching of the chest with your hands, this self-soothing, being here for yourself is such an important thing. And some, so many of us really struggle with it, don't mm -hmm. we? We can be really hard on ourselves. We can take out the big stick where... Yes. When in fact we what well, what we need is this loving care for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I really think that's the foundation. You know, when we can relate to ourselves in that way, um, it takes away fifty percent of the distress. A distressful situation is still the situation, but at least we're not beating ourselves up over it. Um, and we can bring kindness, that same kindness, to ourselves and our relationship with our business. And we see, we become, we have access to much greater creativity when we're taking that self-connection time and, and the space, you know, to allow what's in us to show us the way. I love that. I love that. I mean, it's such a, such a important thing, this self-trust. Yes. And really trusting whatever, you know, I, I often talk about honoring it like can you honor mm. what's coming up and can you give yourself permission <laughs> to just you know be with it to acknowledge it yeah. rather than you know telling yourself as we were saying previously something is wrong with me this is my fault I'm not good enough uh, I should be trying harder um, you know other people are doing it and I can't do therefore there is something wrong with me not realizing that actually you're comparing yourself with lovely photos on Instagram or right. Facebook where everybody's looking really happy and having great fun. 
when you are struggling, you know, behind the closed doors, there is so much in here that it's, um, you know, that it's so useful to unpick. And I love your cat, by the way. Came <laughs> <laughs> to check what, what you're doing, what you're talking about. Yeah. So if there was, you know, if, if, can, could I ask, uh, like, if there were, uh, if there was some kind of advice that you would have um, to, to somebody um, who's listening to this podcast or to, you know, watching this video, um, what would that advice be? Like if, if there was, I mean, I know it's very difficult, but if there was just one piece of advice, (laughs) I do have actually like what I would call the hill I would die on the one thing that I think is just so important. Running a business is hard work. And we are human beings doing hard work. And we cannot escape the impact of that hard work because we are human. So it's in the nature of our work as entrepreneurs that we face challenges to our mental and emotional well being. It's an, it's an inherent aspect of running a business. So when something happens, when you are struggling, when you're having an emotional or mental health challenge, it's not a question of if, but when and to what degree. And because that's the case, when you're having a hard time, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're doing something hard and you're gonna feel that. And that's human. There's nothing wrong with you. I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's like we, there is so many myths running yeah. around, you know, it's, um, you know, if it's so hard, it's not meant to be. And it, <laughs> or it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not the right path for me, unless it's aligned, and it's flowing, and it's easy. Yeah. And, you know, all the doors are open. Um, you know, then it's not working, it's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I think about this, exactly what you just said, you know, it's not a, a question of if, it's a question of when. Because when you step out outside of your comfort zone, because you're growing, because you're showing up in a different way, because you are taking, um, making different decisions, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. Yes. It is going to be hard. And you're going to question yourself whether you can do it. Mm-hmm. whether it's the right decision especially if there are people around you and I've experienced that myself I'm sure you have as well who will tell you oh no you don't want to do that you don't want to do that just stay where you are you know everything is fine you just you know it's safe <laughs> yes I think there's a nuance around this and I think it's important we've talked a lot about how difficult it can be there are really really great things about being in business for yourself but everybody talks about those all the time. So I'm not, I'm not negating any of that. There are many great things around having a business. But if that's all we talk about, then again, as we've said at the beginning, people blame themselves. Yeah. If there's also a nuance around this hard versus easy thing. 
Because when you're operating in a way that you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis or have support to do that, then you can get clarity about what part of this is hard work and what part of this is uh, harmful and showing me that this is something I need to change. Because it, like, there is a way in which if it's too much struggle, it's time to reevaluate because it can be harmful to you. But to go so far and to say, no, it should all only always be flowy and great or else you're on the wrong path. That's a problem, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a bit like when people just say love and light <laughs> to everything. And it's just like, oh, God, sometimes it's love and light. Sometimes it's I'm really angry because the boundaries have been breached because, you know, there is some kind of injustice and I need to stand up for yeah. it in a very yeah. fiery way. Yes. And I think it's this balance, isn't it? And yes. There are so many other myths out there about, and one that are, it's really bugging me <laughs> over the last few months is this thing about, you know, 100K, oh, earning 100K. And, you know, and it's like, yes, at some point, if you are really uh, far in into your business, you've got systems in place, you've got clients, you've got a uh, good strategy, you've been doing it for a while, you've, you've got a lot of business education and support, ongoing support, and you know, you're just leveraging it and you're stepping up and it all works really well. But if you are at the beginning, right, you know, that there is no way that it's going to happen overnight. And sometimes I, I have those, um, conversations with other um, coaches or yoga teachers or, or business owners you know and they say it's like well it's been two years and why is it still so hard and well you know it is because it has been only two years yes. and you know you look at overnight successes people who are really good and stable in the business it's like 10, 20 years in the making. Yes, yes, exactly. When I started in private practice, what I was told by the people who were mentoring me just as a therapist, um, it, it would take five years, I was told, to fill my practice, to become a full-time practice, uh, you know, have a full roster of clients as a full-time uh, private practitioner uh, psychotherapist. And I think that that's po quite possibly the same timeline we should look for for any service provider that it, it does take time. And also one of the things that all those people who are so shouty about hundred K and, you know, two X your revenue and stuff in the online business world, these are people who are referring to a situation in the online business world that existed for them five to 10 years ago. And the conditions that applied to what they did then no longer apply to the current business climate in the online world. And they're still out there selling their thing based on their success, which is predicated on a set of conditions that just don't exist anymore. Yeah. It has changed, hasn't it? Yes, it, it has. It definitely has changed over the last few years. Yeah. 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 And the current economic climate as well, you know, makes it even much more challenging. Yeah. Thank so you. could I ask you if you could share if I may, <laughs> a simple practice that somebody could do uh, to check in with themselves. I mean, I, I know that we are both, you know, fans of focusing. So that embodied listening and working with felt senses and yeah. hearts. And um, so I was wondering if there is a, a kind of easy practice that you could share with us. Sure. I'll amplify 
what we've talked about already, what I did and what we talked about already, which is the hands on the heart space. So the first step that comes even before that is a recognition, oh, wait a minute, something's going on here. Oh, wait a minute, I'm in distress. Oh, wait a minute, I'm having a hard time. It's a, it's a first of all, like noticing what's happening. Oh, and you might, what might indicate that to you is maybe what's happening somatically, right? Like your heart is racing, your mouth is dry, whatever, whatever it is that's happening. And that can be a signal like, oh, wait a minute, right? So acknowledging, oh, I'm in distress. Oh, something's happening. That's the first step is acknowledging. And the second step, and for me, that's the hands on the heart space is validating. Oh, well, no wonder. And that's the reason I talk about all the so-called bad side of being in business. So that then when a person places their hands on their heart, they can say, no wonder I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Because look at the difficulty that I'm facing. Or look at the difficult client interaction that just occurred. Or, um, you know, cash flow is difficult right now and I'm feeling nervous. And so I would be, right? So just the validating. Uh, and then just spending a moment with the hands on that. And I'm closing my eyes. Some people might not like to do that and taking a breath. So I'm going to do that now. Mm. Yeah. And sensing the contact of the hands against the one palm against the chest and the other palm against the hand and sensing the flow of the breath in and out of the body. Kind of like you're sending yourself the message, I'm here with you. You're not alone. Yeah. And that's a little kind of three-step thing that a person can do for themselves, even on the fly. Right? Yeah. I love that. I love that, that you know, that first step is this noticing, this acknowledgement and the acknowledgement of that, you know, yes, no wonder I am struggling. Yeah. Of course, it makes sense. It couldn't be any other way within the system or within the context. Yeah. 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 And there is so many of us that are struggling right now. And I think this is, you know, I love it that this three-step process can be done anywhere. You don't have to roll out your mat or have any special <laughs> equipment or yeah. do any special breathing or, you know. Yeah. 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 It's just really our, our, our attention on ourselves, our attention on the contact and our attention on the breath. And these are all somatic tools that we as yoga teachers in particular, right, or yoga students, this is familiar to us and using what's familiar in a way that can support us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shalom. It's, it's been absolute pleasure speaking with you again. Yeah. <laughs> I love chatting with you. Yeah. And if you could let us know where people can find information about your services and your office, that would be great. Sure. Well, my first invitation would be for folks to subscribe to my newsletter. It's at shula.ca slash newsletter. And that's hosted on my website. But I don't know about you, I forget to go look at people's stuff. I like to have a reminder. And so that's why I invite folks to subscribe to my newsletter. And shula.ca is my website. Um, and I have all kinds of resources there. Um, this podcast, when it comes out, will be hosted. I'll put a 
thing on my website. There's blog posts, all kinds of really good free stuff that folks can use and they can explore working with me there too. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and trauma-informed yoga teacher, as well as thriving business mandala coaching program. I look forward to connecting with you more. Mm -hmm.